reading of the scripture. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 and 50. That's Luke chapter 9, 49 and 50. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him. Because he followed not with us. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not. For he that is not against us is for us. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. What we want to share with you for a moment is God can use who he chooses. God can use who he chooses. Worshiping Jesus is not tied to any one church or religion. Just because a person does not go to their church does not mean the way they praise is wrong. I know we know this, but Someone didn't get the memo. We should not become concerned with what others do by paying more attention to what we do. We need to pay more attention to what we do and not be so concerned with what others do. This way, God will be pleased with our praise and worship. If someone is doing something else in another church, we must make sure we do not pick up and do it just because it looks good, because it sounds good, because it feels good. God is not interested in your feelings. He's not interested in your flesh. Regardless of denomination, regardless of size of the building, regardless of the race or religion, everybody has a different way they surrender their praise. Amen. Everyone may address God differently. For example, some understand and call God Father, and some say Daddy. I have an exception. Or I take exception to daddy, but we ain't going to get into that today. Many others name that people address God as El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Yasha, Shalom. All these names. In fact, in Exodus 6 and 3, it says, And I appeared unto Abraham and Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, but by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. By what name is God known to you today? Because of Jesus, God should be known to us as Father. Because of the Father, his Son should be known to us as Jesus. 
In fact, Matthew eleven twenty seven said, all things are delivered unto me of my father. And no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son. And to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Here are some of the ways man addresses God in church. God sees and hears songs of worship and praise by man both fast and slow. Man speaks to God in all different languages. Some dance before the Lord. God sees it. Others cry unto the Lord with tears, real tears. God sees it. Some lift their hands and praise. Some come dressed up in a shirt and tie. Women come, some in dresses and big hats. Some wear blue jeans. Some put on perfume and now many are wearing masks. All of these are ways we come and present ourselves before God. But the most important of all is we come before him in spirit and in truth. God is not looking at your dress or your pants. God is not concerned about your big hat or your tie. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God seeks such to worship him. Just because someone dresses and and praises differently does not mean they are not accepted of God. There's one thing that does not change with God. In the beginning was the word, not the song. In the beginning was the word, not the dress code. God speaks in our language so we can understand what he is saying. For example, look at 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. Man quotes and misinterprets this meaning of the scripture. It says, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. They refuse to continue to the next verse, which explains it all. Because verse 10 says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. What God has to say, he wants you to understand. God speaks to us with understanding. He said, I'll give you a passage according to my heart that will feed you with what? Oh, hallelujah. How could he say what to do if we don't understand what he has said? If we listen, God can change our dress code if necessary. If we listen, he can change our language if necessary. If we listen, he can change the way we worship if needed that we can worship him in spirit and in truth, that he may be pleased at what he hears. You see, when you read these two scriptures that we read in Luke, the disciples saw the good that was being done. They were casting out devils as they did. But because they did not follow them, 
They thought they should be stopped. When you see someone praising God just as you do, don't reject them because they don't follow you. Remember, many knocked at your door at one time or another, bringing another doctrine and teaching. Those that are, those are the ones you don't receive. But hold fast to what you have been taught and believed. Did you know some people will hop from church to church over a song? I'm going, I, I like the way they do it over here. I like the way they sing it over here. If God is ministering and teaching you, hold your ground and stay where you are at. Because he wants to tell you something. Now, let's take, let's take a look at some things that happened in times of old. Look at Numbers chapter 11. In the beginning of this chapter, the people displeased God. This is why we need to know what the word says. So in our worship, we do not displease the Father. Verse 1 said, And when the people complained, it, dis it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. Kindle me, it was stirred up. The fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Do you know, it, it, that's why we need to get in a clean place. Mark time, wait on God so, so all the debris on the outside, we don't get caught up into that. How much just a little bit of fire hurts? When when we address God, we must make sure we are not complaining unto him, but worship him. Amen. I thank God for Jesus. It says, they cried unto Moses, and when Moses prayed, the fire was quenched. Jesus has prayed for us that that, that fire, that, that, that stirring up anger that God has has been quenched. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You see, Israel had experienced great things by God. But they showed distrust by reasoning of their murmuring and complaining. Sister Rosalind was sharing how, how, how God delivered them in the wilderness and took care of them and gave them all that they needed. But see, after all God did, they complained and cried to Moses for relief. You know who we crying to now? We crying Jesus, Lord Jesus. Every time, I mean, we use that name so loosely and don't really sometimes understand what we're saying. And when we really need to call on it, we don't. Remember when Israel left Egypt, there were mixed multitudes. There were some Egyptians that left Pharaoh and went with them. They saw the writing on the wall, and they left. There may be some that have left and followed you because they see Christ in you. Let's help them so they may experience the joy that you have. Don't let a complaint of others cause you to complain. 
Don't let a complaint of others cause you to complain. Let me reverse that. Don't you complain that cause another, somebody else to complain with you. When it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, do I persuade others or do others persuade me? Look at verse 4. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Did she not say, He going to take care of it? The Egyptians that were with them lusted for food. All they knew when they were with Pharaoh, they had plenty to eat. People who don't know Jesus who come to church, all they know is what they had in the world. They really don't know God yet. They're learning. Did you know if you hang with them long enough, if you run along with them, you will begin to act like them? When they turn back, if you're not strong, you turn back right with them. Let, 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 let's be real. If you think about this for a moment, the reason so many changes in the church today is because of the persuasion of the world. Amen. The world brought it into the church. Choirs have begun to perform and not praise. You see choirs singing. They got the beautiful robes on. And all of a sudden when they sing it, they just start to, they start to, where do you think they got that from? <laughs> They're performing, not praising. Pastors, pastors have become entertainers and not preachers. Churches have become a platform for politics and not a place for salvation for sinners. Listen to what they said in verse 5 and 6. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks and the onions and the garlic. We remember this. But now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. You eating, ain't you? But all I got is manna. I cook it, I bake it, and it still tastes like oil. Fresh oil. Don't let the world cause you to focus on what you had. Don't let those that mean you no good take you back. Focus on what you have. If you focus on what you have, you will not be blinded by what you have. God is keeping you just as much today in this pandemic that's going away as he was in the last pandemic that went away. Your need, your crisis, your circumstances may change. Things are differently in this pandemic than they were in that one. But God still provides. Amen. 
God does not change. Don't get caught up with the world complaints. Like Israel got caught up with Egypt. Every day, God fed them with manna from heaven. They had just enough for each day. On the sixth day, they took double so that they didn't have to work on the Sabbath. God provided. Now, I, now you're going to see if you read later exactly what happened to them complained about the manna. God gave them good, he gave them some meat till it came out their nose. But he gave them meat. Don't complain, saints. Listen to what they did while God was blessing them. Verse 9. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Then Moses heard the people were throughout their families, every man in the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased. They're complaining. What say in the doors of the tent? See, they had no big doors they could shut, insulated. You could hear it. They didn't have to put nothing up there. You could hear. Amen. And I don't care what you put up. God still hears you anyway. Yep. Does this kind of sound like what we do sometimes? Yep. <laughs> I heard a couple, a couple of. Mm-hmm. When you complain in the house with others. In fact, if you complain to yourself in your mind, God hears. He hears it. What Moses heard the people say troubled him. He began to pray unto the Lord. This is what he said in verse 11. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? Have I conceived all this people? Have I begotten them, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them into thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the suckling child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? Moses is starting to go, Lord, I look at what Moses had he went through. I know father has not put more upon me than I can bear. And he didn't put more upon him. But verse 13, it says, when should I have flesh to give unto all this people? For they weep unto me saying, give us flesh that we may eat. What God has given me to feed you is his word. He has been faithful to give me a word for each service. If I continue to listen, he will continue to give what is needed to you. Moses said, I am not able to bear all this people alone because it is too heavy for me. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee out of hand. If I had found favor in thy sight and let me not see my wretchedness. Saints, this is one thing you ain't going to never hear me say. 
Lord, kill me because of what about Jesus did. <laughs> Not so. Mm -mm. But because of Moses was overwhelmed in such a multitude, God heard the concern of Moses and did this for him. Look at verse 16. And, and the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And what I like about this, and just seeing it, he, he said, bring me 70 men of the elders of Israel. He didn't say bring some of the mixed multitude. See, when, when those that are chosen to serve the Lord, it should be those that know the Lord. If you're not saved, if you are not in Christ, you should not be in a position. Amen. Amen. 17 says, and I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. I hear you, Moses. I hear what you're saying. I see it's bothering you. I'm going to send somebody to help you. Saints, at one time, I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. At one time, Roz and I were overwhelmed. We told the Lord, we need some help. In the beginning, I was preaching. Roz and I were cleaning the church. We headed up the feeding, picked up those that needed a ride. We did the music, opened the doors of the church so people could come in, and locked the doors so people could go out. We do that now. We're the first ones in and the last ones out. My cry was, Lord, I need some help. So God sent a DJ to preach. He sent some Lawrence and, and a Melissa. Amen. He sent a Sylvia. Amen. God sent all of you. God can talk to anyone if you listen. And he will give you something to do if you listen, if you accept it. This would also mean if he talks to us here, he can talk to someone in Canada. He can speak through people in Africa. God's voice is not limited to this church or Ypsilanti or the Baptist or the Catholic or the Church of God in Christ. God can speak to all in their place of worship. God is omnipresent. Now, there's, there's much going on and being said in this chapter. When you get a chance, I want you to read the entire chapter yourself and put things in perspective of what God did. But right now, I want you to drop down to verse 25. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders 
And it came to pass that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Did not, they didn't stop. When the Spirit of God was upon them, they did not stop prophesying. They kept on. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. When God's Spirit is moving on you and blessing you, if, if I had a way to explain it, it's like a child when they're outside having fun. Oh, they do not want to stop playing. They don't want to come in. They don't want to eat. It could be raining. It could be thunder and lightning. Because they're having fun, they don't want to come in. It's dark. The street light is on. They're still having fun. They don't want to stop. They don't want to quit. They don't want to come in the house. Being in the presence of God, saints, really is unexplainable. Unexplainable. Let me tell you, I remember when we had a service here, and the presence of God was high. I mean, it was moving. But there was a crisis going on in the nursery. Someone came and got me. When I saw what's happening, I said, I need to go get Rosalind because she is better equipped to deal with the situation that was happening. So I went back in the sanctuary to get Rosalind. Rosalind was in the spirit on cloud nine. She was untouchable. Her response to me was, I'm ready for heaven. I said, not now. <laughs> you ain't ready. <laughs> you need it in the nursery. In the scriptures, what come to mind is Paul said, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. He says, such as the one caught up into the third heaven. I think she was in the 12th one. He said he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words. I was given Rosalind understandable words. You need it in the nursery. Come on, girl. Come back. Stay out the light. Come to me. And I thank God that the Lord saw the need. She came and she went and took care of what needed to be done. But saints, I want you to understand, when you are in, the, when you are in God's presence like this, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. When you are in the presence of God and God is ministering to you, time does not exist. Nothing exists because Whatever is going to be when you come back is going to be there. Boy, I thank the Lord. But look at what else happened to them in the camp. Verse 26 says, but there remained two of the men in the camp. The name of the one was Eldad, and the name of the other was Medad. And the spirit rested upon them, and they were, they were of them that were written 
but went not out unto the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, El, El, Dad, and me, Dad, do prophesy in the camp. Saints don't box God in thinking he can only speak in the sanctuary. I ask you, can, can God speak at your house? In the store? In the hospital? On the street? Even in the church, we need to begin to let God work in us, through us, and by us. God should be able to have his way without being restricted by our time. Listen to Joshua in verse 28. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men answered and said, My Lord Moses, forbid them. And Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake. Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Joshua thought they had been guilty of disrespecting disrespect towards Moses. But Moses rejoiced in every gift of God. If someone has a word or prophecy or speaks to the Lord or has a word from the Lord, it is not disrespectful to me. Verse 30 said, and Moses got him into the camp, and he and the elders of Israel. It is time for us to let go. It's time for us to recognize that God can choose who he desires. He's chosen you to be here today. There's something else he may be choosing you to do. Open your ear and hear what the Spirit has to say unto you today. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. Can we stand?